Hey docs, welcome to the Female Physician Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sharon McLaughlin. We are the premium location where women physicians come and learn about building profitable businesses so that we can have the freedom to live our best life. We have this podcast, and we have a supportive community of over 9,000 women physicians. We do summits. We have a conference coming up in New York on May 20th. If you're in the New York metro area, come just for the day. If you're in from out of town, there's a hotel on premises and we'll be meeting Friday night to do some masterminding and adjourning on Sunday morning. So come and join us. You can find out more on our website at fpestrong.com. I look forward to seeing you guys in person. Now, if you like this podcast, do me a favor, give it a great review and make sure you share it with another doc who can benefit from it. All right, let's get started. Hey, everybody. Today, we have Colin Carr with us. He helps doctors with purchasing real estate for their practice. His company is Cora, and I'm excited to have you here today because we've had some docs talk about investing in real estate, which I know that you do. But this is all about finding your practice location and investing in where you're going to practice. Colin, thank you for coming on here today. I appreciate it. Thank you for doing this for us and sharing your expertise. Yeah, thanks for having me. I, I appreciate it. How did you get into this? Uh, so I took a little bit of an unusual path. I, I started managing apartment complexes when I was 19. I went right from high school to working right away. Um, was fascinated with real estate. Uh, I got into brokerage, like buying and leasing when I was in my early 20s. And I originally started doing work for like Walmarts, Wendy's, like large national retailers. Uh, and I enjoyed that, but I um, eventually had the opportunity to work for individual business owners. And I was doing office, industrial, retail. And long story short, uh, I had a couple of landlords that I worked for that owned medical buildings. I was the landlord agent for them. And we had a number of transactions where doctors were not represented. We had a plastic surgeon, we had an ENT, and then we had a dentist. And I remember these three deals distinctively. And all three of the doctors were just trying to figure out the real estate by themselves. They were super busy. They didn't know what they were doing. They didn't have time for it. And I was working for the landlord on those deals and the landlord just completely annihilated the doctors on these transactions. And the doctors had no idea. Like they had, like, they had no idea they were overpaying by literally like twenty, thirty thousand $30,000 per year, higher rent than they should have been paying. And it's because they didn't have the time. They didn't have the expertise. And, and literally it was one of those things where they just said, Hey, I, I don't have time for this. Like just send me the proposal or just send me the lease. And these doctors just signed off on these deals that were ludicrous. They should have never signed off on. And so I just had this epiphany that, you know, uh, it, it is a fair fight, landlord versus tenant, but the healthcare tenants needed help. And so I just started going to after doctors and saying, listen, there's a, there's a tremendous amount of money in the line. You're missing concessions. You're missing, you know, more favorable terms. You're spending a lot of time that you guys can't afford to spend on these transactions. And I was met with open arms from literally a couple dozen doctors within a matter of a few months. And I launched our company in 2009 with the, the mission of helping healthcare providers to maximize their profitability. And we've been doing this for the last almost 15 years now. I know one of the problems doctors are facing when they're thinking about going out on their own is real estate. You know, where do I get real estate? And what do I do? Do I sublet space? Do I get my own space? Should I purchase it? That's always a concern. And then, of course, you know, there's other factors that play in too. Is there enough patients in that area? Are there too many doctors? And so how do you help them as far as that goes? 
So we really have two sides of, of every transaction or two parts. So the first one is what you mentioned is the site selection is should I lease or purchase? Um, you know, what, what market or sub market do I want to be in? Do I want to be in an office building, a medical office building? Do I want to be in a retail center? What are the demographics? And so we help with all the due diligence on the front end, uh, which is identifying the top options that are available to them. And we try to come up with as many as possible so that we're not looking at only one property or two properties. And then we whittle those down based upon lease rates, terms, quality of property, et cetera. So the first side is the site selection. And then the second side, which is, which is even more important is the actual negotiating of the terms. And this is where a lot of healthcare providers just assume that it's going to work out and be fair enough. And like, I'll give an analogy. It's like, you want to go buy, you know, a Chevy Tahoe and you just assume, well, all the Chevy dealerships are going to sell the car for roughly the same price. That's not the case with real estate. Like the difference between a properly negotiated deal or an improperly negotiated deal is literally hundreds of thousands of dollars over a seven or 10 year period. So we spend a lot of time um, just negotiating the lease rates, the annual increases, the free rent allowance, the build out allowance, uh, the build out period. There's all these economic terms that are available. And, and again, we're not trying to like take advantage of a landlord or hurt the landlord, but we're trying to capture the most favorable terms possible because that means a significant amount of money back in the doctor's pocket where they're not paying the landlord unnecessary fees in the tune of like literally tens of thousands per year. What are some mistakes that you see? You mentioned that the doctors, you know, are not looking into the terms. Let's tell us some mistakes that you, you're seeing. Yeah, doctors um, make quite a few mistakes in real estate. And, and honestly, any, anyone does, not just doctors, but any other business owner does. So one mistake that doctors make often is they'll just tell the landlord information that they're not supposed to tell them. Like they'll say, uh, I don't want to relocate out of this property. Like let's say it's a lease renewal negotiation. They've been in the property for 10 years. They'll tell the doc, they'll tell the landlord, Hey, I don't want to move, send me a proposal, or let's find a way to, to keep me here. That terminology, unfortunately, is going to cost a doctor a significant amount of money. Because that, that statement there, although it's honest and although it's genuine, it tells the landlord, I will pay a premium not to be inconvenienced. And so like, let's say the doctor's paying you know, $25 a square foot. When they tell the landlord, I don't want to move or I don't have time to move or just send me a proposal, it, it says, listen, you know, maybe a new tenant might come in here and only pay $22 or $23 square foot, but I'd probably pay $26 or $27 not to have to move. And so making a comment, like, I don't have time to move. Um, this is where I want to stay. You, you can't do that. And again, it's kind of like you're playing a card game. Again, you're not, try you're not cheating. You're not trying to take advantage of the person, but you can't show them your hand. You have to have a posture that says, hey, I have other options. If the terms aren't equitable or fair, I will relocate. Um, I'm interested in purchasing real estate. I'm, I'm considering that right now too, because the landlord is more concerned that the doctor is going to relocate out of that space and the landlord's going to get back a vacant space and have to then spend the next 12 to 18 months looking for a new tenant. They're more concerned of, of that loss of income for the next 12 to 18 months than they're having to give the next tenant a way more competitive uh, lease agreement, lower lease rates, higher TI allowance, higher free rent package. The landlord's way more concerned they're going to lose this tenant than the tenant is they're going to have to relocate. So that, that was kind of multiple things there, but you can't tell a landlord who's trying to capture the highest lease rate possible. You don't want to move, or this is where you want to be. This is my favorite property. You can't, you can't say things like that. You have to keep a posture. All right. One of the things you mentioned 
is that real estate in general, like outside of payroll, it's usually number second as far as the overall expenses of running a medical practice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you look at things like payroll, you know, you can choose to have less employees, you know, you can, you can try to get competitive on like negotiating wages, but if you don't pay people what they're worth, they're going to go somewhere else. And, and the cost of having to rehire and retrain roles, it's not typically worth it. So payroll is not very negotiable. Real estate's hundred percent negotiable. Again, it's, it's not one of those things where if a building's worth a million dollars, you're going to buy it for half off. Like that's not the market we're in right now, but you might be able to save 50 or a hundred thousand dollars on it. And again, that money is meaningful because when you bill a dollar, you don't keep a dollar. So if you're overpaying by, you know, $20,000, $30,000 per year in your lease rate, which happens all the time, you might have to produce, produce $100,000, $200,000 extra to have the money and the margin left over to pay for that bill or pay for that mistake. Any advice on buying versus leasing? Yeah, I'm a huge fan of owning commercial real estate as long as it supports the mission of the practice. And what I mean by that is the real estate should be secondary to the practice itself. There's times when, when healthcare providers get obsessed with owning and they'll choose a property that's inferior in location or quality. And so you're going to have less of a, of a good patient or staff experience. It'd be harder for patients to find your space. It might not be as nice of a building. And so I'm a fan of ownership. If the numbers make sense, if it, if it supports you from a cash flow position, like, can you afford the payments per month? Is this going to dramatically hinder what you can do as far as you know, investing in staff or technology or marketing or, or however you want to grow your practice. If, if, it, if it works from a cash flow standpoint, that's question one. Next, does it work from like an aesthetics and a location standpoint? Uh, and then also the number three, you know, can you see yourself wanting to be there for the next 10, 15 years? Because unlike residential where you can just pop in and out of stuff and everyone's a candidate to buy a house or everyone needs a bedroom, a kitchen, a living room, a bathroom, you know, real estate, commercial real estate is very specialized. So if you go and buy a, a, a commercial real estate office condo or building and it's tailored to your needs, there's not, you know, hundreds of thousands of people who are candidates for that. Like it's a very small pool. So you want to make sure that you can see yourself there for the next, you know, minimum of five years, but ideally seven, 10, 12, 15 years. And so it's cash flow, aesthetics, location, and then just longevity. Colin, any other mistakes you see doctors making when they're negotiating real estate? Yeah, one of the other top mistakes that healthcare providers make is they'll choose just one property to go after. And, and a lot of times this happens because they've done something in the residential world. They bought a house, they sold a house. In residential, you go look at the market and when you find the house you want, you submit an offer and you're typically submitting it in a contract form to where you submit a contract. If the seller likes the offer, they counter it, they sign it, you're under contract. You have a legally binding document. So you don't submit contracts on two, three, four properties. In commercial real estate, all the negotiating is done on a non-binding basis. So you're not submitting contracts typically. If you're purchasing, you might be, but even then you're typically still submitting what's called a non-binding letter of intent, an LOI, or a request for proposal, an RFP. And so in commercial real estate, and this is what this is what Chipotle, Starbucks, any retailer you can think of does, any, any large national office user like a Charles Schwab or a Lockheed Martin, this is what they do as well is they'll go to the market, they'll find their top, you know, five, six, seven properties, they'll narrow down to the top three or four, and then they submit non-binding offers on three or four properties, and they're going back and forth with these landlords maybe three or four times. And you say, well, why is that the case? Like residential, you just submit an offer, and it's because in commercial real estate, there's so much more to negotiate. Like it's it's not just the, the lease rate, it's the annual increases, it's the square footage, it's the use um, do you have exclusivity in the property? 
Um, do you have a personal guarantee? If so, is it for just the practice uh, or for you also personally? Um, do you have an option to terminate the lease if there's death or disability? Do you have an option to expand next door if you outgrow the space? Could you purchase the building? There's all these other variables that come into play. And then these landlords have lenders, they have partners. And so it's just a more complex negotiation. So what happens is a lot of healthcare providers, they'll, they'll go to the market or they'll drive around, they'll just find a property and they'll start negotiating on it. But the problem with that is you don't have a basis or a paradigm for the market at that point. Like you don't know if it's a good deal or a bad deal. All you can benchmark the deal on is where they started with the asking lease rate, but they might've been way above market or there might be two or three other landlords in the area that are really competitive right now that want to get spaces leased. And so if you're benchmarking against where the landlord of one property started, you don't have a full paradigm of the market or full perspective of the market. So the best thing you can do is go to the market, find multiple properties, and then negotiate with multiple landlords simultaneously. And now most healthcare providers will say, well, I don't have time to do that. And that leads me into the next mistake healthcare providers make, which is the do-it-yourself approach, okay? So just like a doctor would say, listen, sure, you can self-diagnose yourself, Mr. or Mrs. Patient. You can you can try to solve yourself, but a, a healthcare provider would say, listen, go to the specialist, okay? <laughs> if you need help in an area, go to the person that's been trained for for decade or decades who's been doing this for a very long time. Let them tell you what's going on. Let them give you an assessment. Let them give you a game plan for recovery or a procedure, what have you. It's the same thing for real estate. Like, yes, you're capable of calling on properties. Yes, you're capable of submitting offers. Doesn't mean that you're the most qualified to do that. It doesn't mean you're going to get the best result. So it's the same thing with commercial real estate. Don't take the do-it-yourself approach. Find someone who's qualified, who, who specializes in representing healthcare providers, let them take their time and energy and expertise, go to the market, let them navigate the process for you, and they're going to help save you a significant amount of time, they're going to save you a significant amount of money, and then they're going to also help you avoid very costly pitfalls and delays. All right. Talking about your company itself, what regions do you work in? Um, we're coast to coast. We've got people uh, in over 40 states and the states that we're not in, we can still um, work on those transactions remotely. So um, there's there's not a transaction in the United States that we're not able to help with. Helen, if people want to reach out and speak to you, how do they do that? Um, the best way to get a hold of us is our website, and that is car.us, C-A-R-R.us. Um, in the upper right-hand corner, you can click to find an agent um, in your state or in your city that can help you. Um, we also do um, a significant amount of an amount of analysis. We have a free lease evaluation, a purchase valuation. If you want to know how your terms compare to the market, like even if you signed a lease last week, it's a ten-year deal, and you want to see, you just want to say, "Hey, how did I do?" Or maybe you bought a practice and you're two years into a five-year lease. It doesn't matter where you're at in the deal. Uh, we'll do an analysis for you, and that that tells you where you're at currently. But more importantly, it, it gives you a game plan for what you want to be looking at in the future. So we have that. And then we do have uh, a significant amount of resources too. So if you're the type of person that says, hey, I want to know everything about commercial real estate, we literally have hundreds of FAQs, glossary, um, you know, uh, videos, articles. If you want to get educated on commercial real estate, uh, we've got more information that you will be able to get through in a couple months. Ellen, thanks so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Female Physician Entrepreneurs Podcast. If you like us, 
please give us a nice review and tell your family and friends about us. We'll see you on another episode.